0: Hey everyone, welcome to Flippin' Out. I'm your host, Leah Fontaine, and in today's episode we have a very exciting guest named Dr. Green. Dr. Green owns her own PT clinic called Perfect 10 PT. She helps many gymnasts recover from injuries, prevent injuries, and improve their performance. Throughout this episode, Dr. Green will be describing how gymnasts can increase their performance, improve their longevity in the sport, and avoid injuries. There are going to be lots of beneficial tips in this episode that you don't want to miss. Thank you so much, Dr. Green, for coming on to the podcast today. Without further ado, let's jump right into the episode.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. So if you want, you can go ahead and start introducing yourself um, and telling a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are now.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Leah. Um, My name is Dr. Ezra Green. I am a physical therapist. Uh, I currently own my own physical therapy practice. It is a mobile cash-based clinic, and it is called Perfect 10.0 Physical Therapy. Uh, I specialize in treating gymnasts, dancers, and cheerleaders. Um, I started the company actually back during COVID in 2020 when I had um, all of a sudden everything kind of shut down. And I had a bunch of gymnasts I was treating and I just started doing virtual appointments and set up this practice all virtually. And it took off and it has been building pretty significantly. Um, and I became mobile back in September of 2021 and kind of officially opened and filed for that LLC. And um, I have been working around the DMV area and local gymnastics gym. So I treat you right in the gym. Uh, It is wonderful, and I I have a blast. And um, I went to my undergrad, actually, at James Madison University, competed on the gymnastics team there. Um, Prior to that, I did JO, uh, started when I was three, and then um, was training level 10, and then got injured. (laughs) Went through my own little PT journey there. Um, But I graduated James Madison University, um, pre-med, pre-physical therapy, with a BS in kinesiology and exercise science, And then uh, went to PT school at Shenandoah University and graduated there in 2017 um, and worked in and out of some very busy outpatient offices before I started um, opening up my own practice, but I I definitely knew I wanted my own practice. very that's, early on. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's awesome. I love that. And I think it's so cool how you are kind of like you have a different model of PT from what I've heard of um and what I've experienced because you can like travel to other um like gyms and it's also cash based which is like different than a lot of the other ones. So, it's really neat.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely really beneficial to be in the gymnastics gym um and being able to be there. I don't Know that I would ever kind of go back to a traditional clinical setting uh, because most of the time, especially with like, you know, upper level gymnasts, if you're only getting pain on, you know, certain skills, you know, that's any kind of other PT clinic will be like, okay, well, just don't do that. Right. Or the doctor will say, don't do those skills, but you are a gymnast, right. And you need to be able to do these skills to progress and, you know, kind of move up um, in your program. So, It's fantastic because I can just take you in there in a very safe environment and just say, okay, let me see. Is this something where we're lacking mobility? Are we lacking strength? Are we lacking flexibility? Is it something where it's kind of back to your basics and you're just your shapes aren't right? You know, what's kind of going on here? And it really allows me to kind of figure that out when I'm watching you do those skills. So it's great.
1: I love that. That's great. And getting right into it, my first question would be, how can gymnasts increase longevity in the sport in general? So it's a big question, I know, but um, you can just like summarize it, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's a very broad question. I think there's a lot that goes into that. Um, I think, you know, sound body, sound mind, Um, really that kind of like self-motivation, self-talk is really big. Um, But, you know, to kind of touch on some of the bigger areas, it's, you know, making sure you're mentally prepared as well as physically. And if you are with a, you know, clinician, whether that be either like a PT doing some preventative work or a personal trainer, you know, doing some preventative work, if you can prevent injuries, that is huge and it will take you so far in that sport. And it's and it's a lot of work, it's a lot of dedication. And um, I know John Horton, he was an Olympian, he said that physical therapy was his seventh event. So he would go through all of his events and then at the end he would do his physical therapy and just treated it just like he did any one of his rotations. And I think that's huge. And that's kind of like from the physical standpoint, Um, I would also really hit making sure your nutrition's on point because nutrition not only gives you that like energy to get through your practices or your meats, but also like fueling your body, giving it what it needs to get through these 24 to 30 hours of practice. I mean, that is that's intense. And so, and you guys are still growing. So you really do need to be getting the nutrition that you need throughout your practice and your day just to kind of prep you for the next day. Um, I would say sleep is huge too, because that's how the body kind of, you know, resets and heals. So making sure you're getting that eight hours, 10 hours a night, just so you guys can grow. And, um, again, be ready for your practices. Um, and then I would say mental work is huge too. Uh, So finding some kind of outlet, either like journaling or I love this podcast that you're doing. That's awesome. Um, So kudos to you. Just something to really, you know, get your mind where it needs to be and work through some of these like highs and lows that come with this incredible sport.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's, that's great advice. And I, I agree with all of that because, um, it's really important, not only the physical aspects of the sport, but also the mental aspects and making sure that yes, gymnastics is a super important part of your life, but it's not all of your life. Like you're so much more than that. So even after having a bad day in the gym, being able to come out of the practice and take your mind off of it and do something that you have, like you enjoy outside of the gym.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for, for me growing up, mine was actually choir and so at my church, so I I love singing. So that was my outlet. But I also um, love to journal too. So I kept a journal and kind of just whatever went through that day and kind of, you know, worked through some of that, you know, to kind of prep me up for a better next day if I was having a rough day.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and how can gymnasts and really athletes in general work to avoid those injuries in the first place?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So you know, there, there's some talk on, can you actually prevent injuries? And so uh, I always kind of go back to this example. If, you know, you have Joe over here, who's used to lifting about 50 pounds every single day, that's his job. He just lifts 50 pounds. And, you know, all of a sudden he gets promoted and he's now required to lift hundred pounds, you know, a hundred times a day. So he's used to the 50 and now you've just doubled his load. So is that something that we could, you know, he's obviously kind of setting himself up for an injury. So is that something that we could have avoided? Right. And I would say yes, because we could have loaded him up to like 65 pounds, you know, even 75 pounds and kind of progressively loaded him to that 100 pounds, but going and like doubling yourself just all of a sudden and expecting the same output, the same amount of reps, stuff like that, that is when you really can set yourself up for some injuries. Um, And then you always have those kind of fluke injuries, right? Where it's like, man, I had a sweaty hand and I slipped on the beam or, you know, I was walking and, you know, the mat was like set kind of weird and I rolled my ankle. So um, those kind of fluke ones, we can't really, help or predict, but some of these overuse ones are, you know, tendinitis, tendinopathies, you know, growth plate issues. Um, I would say even a couple of breaks, like we can really, really go after the stability, the mobility, the flexibility, strength, all of that stuff, um, and really kind of prep your bodies to handle those loads as, especially as you move up levels. So, you know, equating the Joe thing, it'd be like going from a level six to a level eight you know, that's a, that's a pretty big jump or a level four to a level eight. That's a big increase in the loading of your skills. So yes, you can definitely prevent some of those things in my opinion, in my personal opinion.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like not doing that jump super quickly from like a level five, to level seven, like something like that, like anything like that, where it's a big um, increase really fast. Um, And how would you recommend you go about that? Like, let's say you wanted to go from level five to level seven. How would you progress that instead of doing like a huge jump?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it goes back to, I always go, especially even with injuries, I go back with reps and then also with like cushion kind of landings. So these like hard landings that we're doing, meaning like on the floor, landing on the eight inch or off a vault, uh, is if we can just cushion those as much as possible and not do those hard landings until we need to, and then limiting those harder landings to about, you know, maybe five then that would really, really help with some of that progressive loading. So usually you're going from, you know, either like drilling, drilling's fantastic. That's a way to modify things and kind of offload. Um, And then you're going from those drills to maybe those skills, but may, you know, landing on a pillow mat, landing on, you know, an eight-incher plus a sting mat on top or another four-incher on top of it. And then again, keeping those numbers kind of lower and then progressively pulling some of those mats away. So it's like, okay, I was doing a pillow mat now I'll do an eight incher now I'll go to a four incher with a sting mat now I'll go to the sting Um, and then also kind of keeping those numbers I I usually like around three to five Um, and then I use pain as a guide as well so I really don't want pain as we're progressing through sometimes though you can have some pain depending on the injury so we like to kind of keep you know that pain scale very like forefront of your mind. And usually you guys are fantastic and you're just like, yep, it got to this number. I stopped, I did some PT and I came back because you are very motivated and you want to get better as quickly as possible. So compliance is huge.
1: Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And how do you go about like balancing that desire to want to have that consistency in competitions, but also not wanting to load up like too many numbers? How do you find that right balance?
2: yeah in the in the season it is it's very difficult because you feel you know you need that muscle memory and that's really where i think a lot of you know good drills are actually fantastic um if you can utilize those drills and you have great drills if you get in those reps with your drills the point of those drills are to really set you up for the skill itself so your body has gone through that motion it knows exactly what to do that muscle memory has kicked in and the second you go and try to put it on the apparatus you should should naturally muscle memory should kick in and you should be able to kind of do that so in all honesty like when you know you're coming in it's like you know you know meet week right like we gotta go all routines 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 kind of thing I always say let's get in a beautiful nice clean routine like at least one where you can do some of those landings like those harder landings for sure but then on the other ones you know especially with my nines I'm like we can land on eight inchers if we can you know coming out of those like front folds and double backs I'm like let's go ahead and throw the eight incher down or you know any kind of cushion I am about so I do like I'm I'm normally like with routines I'm like yes you're let's go through at least two full routines or three full routines or five but really that's kind of like an honesty because you know numbers are big you're probably only getting in reality you're probably only getting through five right so you're kind of back to you know that regular practice with those
1: five Yeah, that makes sense. So making sure not to do too many um, on the hard surface and instead do more going into soft surfaces and drills and stuff like that to prepare the muscle memory and also your head and like everything like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. But definitely, I would say from a mental standpoint, going through those routines is very important for you guys. Like, you know, just to kind of get yourself mentally prepared for the meet and everything as well. So I, I do, if we can get through that or maybe modify it, let's say, let's go through one of those routines, but you know, let's just kind of mark maybe like your last pass, right. Or mark, maybe like that switch half or something. So um if we can get through that and maybe modify a little bit, I'm, I'm all about that. Um I'm definitely, I love working with coaches too, because sometimes they just are like, what can they do? Can, you know, are they allowed to do this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll be like, Eek, can we just modify it just a touch? <laughs> and yeah. And then I'll give them that example of the modification of what I'm thinking. So um, coaching, you know, and communicating with the coaches is wonderful too.
1: Yeah. I know communication really is key. I feel like for all of these things, it's so important. Yeah. Um, and when injuries do like inevitably happen, how would, what is the best approach to healing from them?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You all should actually not be in pain when you do gymnastics. That is not normal. I'm just going to say that. A lot of the time, you know, soreness, of course, is one thing, right? When you guys have like hard conditioning and you're like, oh, I can't walk. You know, I had a really heavy leg day or, you know, you just um, are just really sore from maybe that conditioning. That's one thing. So soreness is different than pain. If you're getting pain, I would say the first onset of pain see someone about it. If it's either like your local physical therapist, or if it is your doctor or something like that, the quicker you can get in to be seen, the quicker you will get through that injury. When you start to let that stuff linger, oh, it went away, but it came back two months later. Oh, wait, but it's gone again. Oh, but it well, it was worse and it lasted longer. But now it's gone again, and that goes on for years and years and years. That is really when that chronic, you know, kicks in, and that it takes so much longer to heal from that. Uh, so I would say, as soon as you're feeling, you know, any kind of pain, just speak up about it. In um, Virginia's pretty awesome. We have direct access. So you guys can just walk on into any physical therapy clinic and set up an appointment. You don't need a doctor's script for at least 60 days. So walk on in, get it checked out, uh, and, you know, see what you can do to kind of get on top of that as quickly as you can, because if, if it does linger, you could be out for a whole season just because you let it linger versus like maybe a month or two.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And how can physical therapy help um, speed up the healing of injuries and also work to prevent them in general?
2: Yeah. So our specialty is injuries. We um, are movement specialists, musculoskeletal specialists. So that is just our bread and butter. Uh, We go through um, three intense years of um, graduate school and come out with a doctorate. So our um, education is on injury healing, injury rehab, injury prevention, um all of that stuff um and, you know figuring out kind of where you are in that healing phase when you come to us and then what are those next steps to get you back to you know 100% and then obviously doing it as safely and as quickly as possible um especially if you're in the season and everything so um yeah that is that is our role we do it through many avenues um we can do hands-on work we can do it through exercises we can do it through modalities that we have um, Um, There are many, many different approaches to it, Um, and uh, mine is very evidence-based. I love, love, love research, and I love all the stuff coming out with it, so I am very nerdy, and I (laughs) usually in my spare time, I'm reading articles, um, and then kind of applying that or using that as a guideline, and then also using my clinical experience that I've had, you know, working with gymnast dancers, cheerleaders, and kind of making a a nice, beautiful, specific tailor plan, you know, for you and what your goals are to get back to gymnastics or just day-to-day stuff.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I agree. I'm that nerdy type. I myself read all those articles. Like I love that stuff, um, but yeah. And how would you say um, that gymnasts can improve their performance while um, undergoing kind of that regimen of like physical therapy and um, stuff like that?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, too. Um, I would say, you know, kind of first and foremost, staying on top of, again, that nutrition, staying on top of the sleep, and then actually going to your physical therapy appointments is huge. Um, (laughs) When you start to skip a week or two, and, you know, the physical therapist has said, okay, this is, you know, going to be a good six to eight weeks, or, you know, maybe even like, you know, 12 weeks of rehab. And they're giving you they want you in like two or three times a week. That's basically like a prescription. It's if the doctor were to give you pills and say, you know, I want you to take this every single day to like, help with, you know, your blood pressure or something, if you're taking it once a week or once every other week, that's not, you know, how the medication works. So if you go back in a month and check in with the doctor, surprise, you're going to still have high blood pressure. So it's the same concept. If I'm prescribing you twice a week and I say it's going to take six to eight weeks and you're skipping weeks or you're doing maybe once a week, every other week, you're not going to get better in that time frame, Right. Um, and so it's just going to kind of keep pushing back your discharge date. And then I would also say in addition doing those exercises at home. It's great to come into PT. We need you to come in, but really the compliance with the exercises that we give you for home, just are night and day difference of my kids that actually do it versus my ones that'll kind of do it, you know, when they feel like it, (laughs) but you guys can do those during practice, which is great. Cause sometimes if you're not allowed to do like, you know, vaulting or, you know, something like that, just sit on the side and do some of your conditioning and some of your PT. So, um, it is, it it can, you can definitely work it in there, but, um, yeah, that's, that's how I would <laughs> say to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I can relate to that because if I've ever, like when I've been injured in the past, I can, um, do my physical therapy exercise, like while everyone else is vaulting or something and just like, or even like in between turns, I'll like do this, whatever stretch or like toe raises, something like that. And I think all of those um, little things can make a difference. And yeah. my coach once said it's like drinking water throughout the day. You have to like add in those physical therapy exercises like to make sure you're keeping your body healthy.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I would say you know coupling that with you know the nutrition side, sleeping, um, you know resting and just you know to a degree and you know letting your body just really heal, all of that will set you up for a really quick and speedy recovery
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense and my final question is do you have any advice for just gymnasts in general looking to be um to increase their performance and stay healthy and have a long um fulfilling and successful gymnastics career
2: yeah oh great question um you guys i i commend all of you guys you do a fantastic job with, you know, speaking up, I would say is, is really big. If you're having issues, if you're having problems, you know, having that relationship with your coach or your parents to kind of like step up and say something, as soon as you're noticing anything at all, either either it be like a mental block right you know with backwards tumbling that's huge right especially coming back from an injury or if you're having any kind of you know pains or you're maybe just like not feeling as you know secure in something say say something because we don't know there's an issue unless you guys tell us right and so uh the sooner you can get help the you know quicker it will resolve and then of course you know the healthier you'll be throughout that gymnastics career. So I would say the the biggest takeaway is definitely communication for sure.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, your coaches can't read your mind, so you need to be able to communicate even though sometimes it is, scary um yeah. and sometimes, yeah but it's just getting over that fear and learning to say what's on your mind it's a good skill not only for gymnastics but for life in general but yeah yeah
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah find your find your person it can it doesn't have to be you know your coach it could be like an assistant coach or maybe like a sub coach that you had it could be you know maybe one of your healthcare providers or something so is you know even your parents of course you know you can go to your parents so they're your biggest advocate your healthcare care providers your biggest advocate your coaches your biggest so we're all rooting for you so definitely just find your person and then uh speak up to them for sure
1: yeah for sure i totally agree and thank you so much for coming on the podcast today those are all the questions i have for you and um i loved all your answers and i know that my listeners um will feel very happy after hearing this <laughs> good
2: <ahead>, go <laughs>
0: Thank you again so much Dr. Green for coming on Flipping Out today. I know I and all of my listeners will really appreciate all your insight on longevity and injuries and all of the above. It it was really impactful and influential to all of our listeners for sure. And thank you everyone for listening and supporting Flipping Out because this has been a dream come true. Have an amazing day. Bye.